must be noontime, because there's that music again. You are listening to RadioA1A.com, and uh, this is the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys Live. Michael is out there hauling the mail today, trying to earn a living, and uh, we always appreciate that when he does it. My name is Mark Mills, and I am one of the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys, uh, as well as a citizen of Monroe County. Boy, sometimes I'm telling you that... (laughs) Well, that kind of just gives you a whole new take on life. It really does. Uh, with us today is uh, Chris Santi and uh, former mayor of uh, Isla Mirada. Uh, and he's uh, like doing research at the moment. So uh, stay with us here. Uh, we want to uh, thank the people who make this program possible every week. Uh, number one is, of course, Sunshine Title, Ginny and the gals at Sunshine Title for no surprise closings. The only way, trust me, from a real estate agent's standpoint is the way you want to deal with this when you come down to the closing time when you're actually going to own a, a home, or at least you and the bank will. Uh, this is the group that you want to walk you through your purchase transaction and uh, and getting the job done without any surprises. Also, uh, we've got a new guy on board. Uh, Jim LaPointe is uh, with uh, Innovative Mortgages, and he is your new local lender uh, Jim has been down in the Keys for a few years now and uh, set up shop, doing uh, quite well. Uh, housing market's uh, going to help that out, obviously. But uh, the most recent rates he has sent me, and this is how the guy won me over, 3.375%. That's not bad. You know, of course, you know, now, now Santy here just kind of grumbled and huffed at <laughs> That's that. That's a great but, rate. Yeah, it is a great rate. He also does VA, FHA, conventional, you name it. Uh, Jim's got it all going on. And uh, you can uh, get a hold of him at his local number, 305-741-7316. 305-741-7316. And he's a Florida boy as well. So, you know, uh, been down here in the Sunshine State for pretty much forever and uh, is uh, down in the Keys now in Key Largo. And uh, check it out. You know, I mean, you come down here on vacation and, you you know, you don't want to go home on probation, but sometimes you do. Right, Harry? (laughs) Okay. So, uh, but the bottom line is you want to get that home once you've uh, seen the view and lived the life. So um, helping you make that happen is going to be Jim LaPointe. He is, again, with Innovative Mortgage. And uh, give him a buzz at 305-741-7316. The number to dial. Uh, also, the good folks here at uh, Heartbreakers Brew House Brewery, uh, mile marker 81 on the ocean side. Um, Wednesday nights uh, have really grown into an amazing thing down here. Uh, open stage. Uh, we uh, prefer that you keep your clothes on when you go up on stage. That's, I think, really important. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like Fantasy Fest. You know, everybody goes down there with the idea that it's going to be a bunch of, uh, like, um, well, what was the beach show where they all went running across the beach? Uh, with David Hasselhoff? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't either. I can't remember the name of it. Beach, what? Baywatch. Bay, Baywatch. There yeah. you go, Baywatch. You know, it's not Baywatch, okay? It really isn't. It's kind of like uh, mutiny at a Weight Watchers meeting. Uh, and they're in the, they're the naked people, so you know uh, it's 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 a little frightening to tell you. Yeah, the but truth. some stuff you can't unsee, so you got to be careful. Well, and see, my point exactly, brother. <laughs> see, yeah, you really can't do Baywatcher or or you know Fantasy Fest like this. It's a bad <laughs> idea, you know. 
God knows what you're going to walk into. You're going to come away covered in grease paint from other people. Even more frightening. So, and I have no idea how we got off on that. But Wednesday nights uh, here are, are an open stage uh, thing. And there, there have been a number of uh, really good uh, artists who have uh, popped up on stage here, done their uh, music. And, uh, you know, we'd like them to come back and make the rounds. But uh, come on in on Wednesday nights. What, Harry, do we know? Is it start at 7? 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock on Wednesday nights here, uh, Mom Marker 81 on the ocean side at uh, Heartbreakers Brew House. Uh, come on and get some cold suds and enjoy some really good music. This place has got kind of a nice bohemian uh, kind of funk to it, and it's all good. So, And uh, last but not least, the uh, Jake Sullivan series of crime novels from author Chip Bell. Uh, really cool stuff. I've been digging into them myself. You can get all of those. Uh, go to uh, our Radio A1A dot com website and click on the guy uh, under the palm tree with the gun. That's what you got to do, and that'll take you over there, and you can purchase those. Uh, coming back to the show, uh, Chris Santi. Chris was uh, mayor of uh, Village of Almorada. What other horrible uh, jobs? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you 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 served in other capacities in in. Well, uh, I served for ten years on the council. Yeah, and then I was on the state appraisal board. Wow, I was on the um, state board for lawyers that get in trouble you know you, you as a member and then then uh, are you a lawyer no but okay. you need a lawyer on it as well as a, a resident normal there. people yeah just okay. to see what right. if they did it wrong if we felt it, it exceeded so <laughs> i think some people say probably there's... feel wrong when they're just standing <laughs> next to women in an elevator but <laughs> i have lawyers in my family so yeah you know what they say what's uh a hundred lawyers buried six feet deep. Uh, good start. Good start. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> your, your brother knows all the lawyer fans. Oh books. God, no, absolutely, man. Every one of them we've heard them. So you know, I I wanted to uh, get you on the program because uh, obviously Chris is no longer involved in uh, as an elected official, but is still very active within the community and with uh, within the county on a wide range of uh, uh, things that are going on that affect all of us: workforce, housing, the fills. Uh, yada yada. I mean, he's just going down the line. Plus, he's a, a number one bug killer uh, in the Keys. <laughs> That's right. Know, so, you know, he's kind of got all the bases covered. You walked in here today and you said the fills, and uh, and I was going to ask you about traffic, so we'll get to both. But let's start off with the fills. And, and workforce housing. Those are the two and, topics. And yeah. There you go. So, the fills. What are the fills? Well, the locals call the fills like mile mark. It's about mile marker 77 to 80. Right. It's that stretch between Robbie's and and uh, Bud and Mary, you know, with it, okay. all those island that, that land is. Those were all man-made, yeah? Yeah, back when the railroad came through. Okay. The the problem we've run is it's, we're a destination resort, so we have day trippers, especially this time of year, that come out of the north. Yeah. And they come here, and what's happened is when the county closed Cardstown Road and Rowles got closed, you know, it sort of funnels. Everybody keeps going south till they get the first boat ramp, first beach. Right. The fills is that. Right. So what's happened is is we have – Tremendous amount of people that come no, there. You see when the county, and I hate to interrupt, but when you say the county closed Cardstown Road. No, the, the beaches. You remember when you come over the Cardstown Bridge, there used to be some uh, beach areas there where people yeah. would park. You can, and the you county, could launch there, right? Right. The county owns that land. They've closed it all down. The difference is the fills are owned by DOT, so uh. they have no intentions of closing them down. <laughs> so what's happened over the years. Well, apparently DOT knows a good thing when they see it. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A good thing for us, huh? Yeah. Anyway, what happens is the... I think the the residents of the Keys are, are very conscientious about the environment. Kind of have to be, don't and we? And it seems like the northerners aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> what happens is we have these people that come to the Phil Keys, and they leave a tremendous amount of trash, trash, and impact. Yeah. They they not only um, you know there's cons- there's that website you know save the fills. Well, but um, you know people can woo woo all they want about you know oh they uh, geez uh, let, let's go hug trees and and uh, conch right. shells and stuff like that. yeah you have to well because otherwise it, these places don't exist. We have. We have a cleaning. The village spends four hundred fifty thousand dollars a year cleaning up the fills now. Yeah, that's and a that's, lot of money. That's all the residents pay for that because the day trippers they don't bring anything. They bring their tr- they bring their food, they bring their drinks, they bring their jet skis, right? And then they leave all the trash and go home, right? So what we've done is the whole time I was on the council, and it's always been a thorn in our side what to do with the fills. It finally came to a head, and the current council finally got a meeting with DOT, right? And DOT told us flat out. We're not gonna we're not gonna close the fills down, but we'll put you in control of it for ninety days and let you come up with some solutions. So what Ooh. we came up with, the, when I say <laughs> I we, some, the, I see some hand wringing going well, the, on. Here. The village council made tremendous strides. It was amazing. It's sort sure. of like a, a pimple that came to a head. It's been well, a thorn there the whole time, and it finally. This is the guy who used to be in charge for, <laughs> for right. that graphic. Thank you. Well, it is what they've yeah. done is uh, they come up with a, with a layout where they're going to reduce the parking. The parking down to four locations only, to, which is okay. going to reduce the current traffic, the, the parking by about eighty percent. So yeah. it'll only be twenty, it'll be eighty percent less people there. So that's okay. the first start. At least eighty percent less people stopping there. Well, there won't be any place to park. Got it. And then they're going to have traffic enforcement. Okay. They're going to install some porta potties. Uh, they're going to be working in the future to, inst- to improve the boat ramp. So it's going to be a little bit like a wayside rest, but that's it. You're only stopping there for a few minutes. And no, no, you can stay there, but once the parking spots are filled up, yeah, unless somebody done. leaves, you're not, you're not going to park. Okay. It's sort of like Ann's Beach in a way. When that parking lot fills up, there's no place to park. You can't stop. I think you need to put like one of those flashing signs out there that there's <laughs> no vacancy. Well, it's going to be tough at first because there's going to be a lot of people coming down planning on spending time oh, there yeah, like this absolutely. weekend. And they're going to, we're going to wave them past and say, sorry, it's closed. It's full. Yeah. And then uh, we're adding extra trash cans. We're adding dumpsters. Just a, it's just a tremendous volume of trash. Yeah. And we've had a couple of cleanups there where people voluntarily have gone there. Barry Way was on the news. He had a toilet seat around his neck. It was, he said it was the first thing I found when I was cleaning up the trash. Nice. Because people leave stuff like that, and, and uh, it's just amazing. <laughs> but I'm really excited about the fact that with limited parking, that's going to reduce the amount of people and the impact on the area. Well, significantly, and yeah. I think it's also going to significantly improve the traffic flow because there won't be um, like I said, there's, no, there's going to be enough room for about 80 cars. Where before, if you can imagine, there used to be. Oh, they were all over the place. Well, yeah. there was, you know, a thousand of them. Yeah. So it's it's a, a tremendous improvement. Okay. So we're anxious to see that go into effect. This will be our first week in here. We're putting big concrete barriers so out. So that's going on now. Starting right now. So in the, the beginning of the 4th of July weekend, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people who were thinking, hey, I'm going to drive down there by, uh, you know, yeah. uh, with the tea table and, uh, you know, swing over and we'll just park and we'll spend the day. Well, it's just, nah. I mean, you go on the website on, on Facebook, uh, Mike Forrester has, a, you know, he right. links into that, um, I don't know what it's called, something, Save the Fills or Protector right. Fills. Um, I'm not familiar off the top of my head what the name of it is, but you see these photos and it's just, to me, it's disgusting the amount of abuse. Oh, it's horrifying! You know, they just the amount of trash they leave is phenomenal. It's in a typical and, weekend if you're if you're rolling north, you know, or south, either way. But if you go through the fills and you know any of the the uh, dumpster or uh, trash cans that are out there, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, oh, it's overflowing but, and it's all around it, and it's yeah. like you didn't even get close. You well, know, they it's they a drunk guy in the head, you know. They empty them twice a day. That's how much fill. That's how much trash they bring. Really? Yeah. 
That's a that island is serviced twice a day for trash for during during holiday weekends. Really? Yep. And even then, they wow. leave trash tied in bags of the trees. They they defecate everywhere, and you know, it's just oh man, it's unbelievable. It, it's a shame. I mean, it's they have no respect for our our backyard. Well, yeah, pretty much. You know, I'd like to have them come over to my backyard and try that crap. <laughs> you know? Well, that's kind of the way we feel. Yeah. So anyway, I'm excited that small uh, dog for a reason. You know? <laughs> he well, bites up. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, he's he's ferocious. <laughs> All what twenty five pounds of them? Oh, actually, yeah, about sixteen, seventeen okay. pounds, and yeah. it's a her. So you know, you assume your junk is in jeopardy. You know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the, I'm excited to see how this goes. Obviously, it's our okay. first weekend. There's probably going to be some problems, but with the added patrols and the you know the, the police patrols mm. for parking issues and things like that. And I'm sure there's going to be some tempers, but we're going to be politely say, look, please move on. Yeah. It's you full. Know, head south or head back north. That's it's it. full. Yeah. You got Miami Beach and Crandon and all those other, Key Biscayne. Feel yeah, free to go there. Yeah, out, you know, yeah. Yeah, with unlimited junk. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, no, that's cool. All right. So, well, the fills, how, these, these were built, you say, back during the railroad time, right? Yeah, I, I don't know the whole history, but it, I know at one time, they uh, putting the bridge through. You know, they they railroad didn't care anything about the yeah. environment. They yeah. just it was easier to fill certain areas yeah, and, and dig it up. Throw and actually, it in another area. And, right, and know, I yeah. think in Donna or Betsy, the one. Uh, no, I think it was the Hurricane of thirty five. But whatever, what's road out? It yeah. blew. It blew the whole section out. That was one of the gone. I saw at the museum the uh, at the Islander. There's some pretty cool pictures yeah. there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's some areas that were washed out, and and even now. The last couple of hurricanes, if you know it's on the ocean side where the sea oats are, it used to be sea oats beach, it used right, to be large. Right, right. But when I was a kid, it, it went out pretty far. Now it's all, all the way up to the edge of the road almost. Pretty close. So it's it's been slowly eroding and moving around. So that's another thing that's on the agenda with DOT and the village and whatnot. Well, to well, I mean, yeah, okay, so what are they going to preserve bring? that area? Yeah, I mean, I would think what's the speculation on, on how I, to, you know, well, no, the, idea? The, no idea because the power poles are there and they have to. Harden that area, which creates a turtle. Yeah, it's, a, it's for turtles. You know, it creates a turtle problem. And you can't just keep pouring sand onto it because that's just going to get washed away too, right? Again, for some reason, and I don't know the the mechanics of it, but there right. used to be a large sand area out there. And over, through the storms and whatnot, it slowly washed away. I don't right. know what created the sand or, or what's making it wash away. But it's I, on the list of things to look at. If you consider the fact that the Spiegel Grove was sitting on its side. It <laughs> turned up right. Yeah. yeah, and Hurricane Dennis uh, gently laid it down in its props, you know, the way it was supposed to go down. <clears throat> yeah, and that's, what, 125 feet underwater? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what, you know, 90,000 tons or something like that. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm guessing the force of the sea is uh, pretty adequate, you know. Well, so. your Mother Nature's going to win every time. I, you know, there's just no point in uh, challenging her, you know. Like I said, I, I don't know. what It's it's not a, a high priority, but I don't know if they're talking about putting a breakwater out there, you know, something small to... I, that would make sense, though, wouldn't it? Again, it... it because it's a turtle nesting area, yeah. There's a lot of guidelines. If you do do a breakwater, it has okay, to be so don't low screw enough. With the turtles, but right. you've got to, you know, maybe put a V in the breakwater or something like that. To, Whatever. I, you know. I'm, I'm not a turtle <laughs> beach expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, nor are the turtle beach experts that exist either. Right. So you know. <laughs> It's a, a land of uh, many variables. So, uh, you know what? I think we're at a good spot in, in the program here. We're at 16 minutes after the hour. 
We're talking with Chris Sandy, the former mayor of the village of Almirada. You are watching and listening to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys. Mark Mills on duty to here today. Please like us on Facebook. We will be back in a couple of minutes. Stay with us. If I had my way, I'd set sail right away. Destination Southern Shores. Throw my cares upon a ship. Get on off for somewhere else where the weather's always warm. This is author Sammy Mays. May I recommend the Jake Sullivan series of novels by author Chip Bell? He's Jake Sullivan and he's on the run. He's working for the president while basking in the sun. If you enjoy reading, you need to read Chip Bell's latest novel. We are the people our parents warned us about. Read and collect all 13 books in the Jake Sullivan series at chipbellauthor.com The Jake Sullivan series has been awarded Mayor Gonzo Mays by Parrots in a Palm Tree for literary excellence. Tropical crimes in tropical climes Assassins right there on the beach Like a secret agent Surprise! <laughs> Great for a birthday, anniversary party, but a real estate transaction, mm -mm, that is not what you want. You don't want surprises when it comes to closing a real estate deal. The way to a smooth closing with no surprises is Sunshine Title of the Florida Keys. Call Ginny or Pam or even Irene. Hey, these three gals will take care of you. Close your transaction smoothly with no surprises. Real estate closings. 1031 Exchange, escrow, all your needs are taken care of there with no surprises. It's Sunshine Title of the Florida Keys. Call 305-451-0032 or just Google up Sunshine Title of the Florida Keys. Hello, Radio A1A listeners. This is Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate. Let me ask you, are you tired of the same old real estate agents doing the same old stuff the same old way? I provide a level of service that most agents can't, don't, or won't. Contact me to find your piece of paradise here in the Florida Keys or to assist you in finding a great agent nationwide. As part of the Christie's International Real Estate Network, I've got a team of agents that can take care of you no matter where you are. So no matter what your real estate needs are, with 22 years of service, contact me, Michael Marinelli, the real estate conk of American Caribbean Real Estate at 305-439-7730 or visit me at my award-winning Florida Keys Real Estate and Lifestyle blog at therealestateconk.com. I look forward to working with you soon. I love this guy over here. It's too bad you can't see him on camera. Harry's, uh, you know, in in The Wizard of Oz, it was pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. He's he's just the guy sitting over here at the other table covered with burlap. So, uh, but uh, he's... 
You know, there should be wires and stuff coming out of his head. Oh, there is. How about that? All right. So, uh, moving right along, folks, uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, again, please like us on Facebook if you would. We sure would appreciate it. Florida Keys Real Estate Guys. And uh, joining me is uh, Chris Santi. Chris used to be the mayor of the village of Almorada, has been involved in uh, village and county politics and government for a long time down here, a uh, longtime Keys businessman as well. Uh, and gave me some notes on workforce housing. When uh, Irma came through in September of 2017, um, I think we had probably 46, 47,000 home sites in the Florida Keys total at that time, and we lost about 6,000. You know, those are the roughest numbers I've seen. Yeah. But, you know, and, and that's, face it, folks, you lose 12%. Of your housing, you know, in in a, about a seventy-two hour period, things change. You know, um, workforce, and one of the things that I've uh, always admired, and what you've done when you've hired people to come to the Keys, is you you know you you generally supply them with housing, correct? So that uh, you know they're they're not going to turn around and go, hey man, I can't work for you anymore because I can't afford to live here. You well, know, that's always the problem. It's a but huge problem. You can. You know, the storm, when it came through here, obviously it affected the trailer parks the most because that's storm the, surge, storm surge, wind, whatever. It's just that's the weakest housing there is. Right. So it was destroyed. Right. I mean, it, it affected us enough in Alorada that Island Christian had to close their school down because they couldn't get enough enrollment. Which if you drive by Island Christian, mm-hmm. when you, you know, when you see it up off, you know, uh, yeah. in the day, I mean, that that's a fairly isolated, looks like strong building. You know, but it's, the areas around it. Well, it's you know. it's not so much the school is fine. It, right. What happened is the residents, the students, they ended up moving out. Their, you know, their parents moved out, whatever. Yeah. But and then the lower keys, of course, was hit even harder. Oh yeah. And then we lost a lot of large trailer parks that run the ocean side. And they're they're slowly coming back online. Right. But again, it's just. Um, well, we also have uh, legislation here in the keys that don't allow trailers to be replaced with trailers. You're talking mobile homes. These yeah. Were, these were RV parks. Right. You know, the ones the, the across from the Founders Park. Right. You had the several large parks. You had right. uh, San Pedro. Right. And then Seabreeze was next to it. Right. Those were... Uh, Those were RV parks. Yeah, I'm trying to think how many there was. Like, there was over 100 in just that one park. It's and, a lot. Of, when you think about it, folks, if there are 100 homes wherever you live... There's probably 150 between two parks right in that area. There's 300 people minimum. When well, you think about it, probably more, closer to you know four hundred and fifty or five hundred. Well, it's just those two parks, but yeah. I mean, you multiply it out through the entire keys. Anybody who had a structure, yeah, it's like uh, Mexico City. You know, they showed that one house that was built to key standards, survived, and everything else got sure. wiped away. Well, if you look at the old photos, those were old trailers and old old style homes that right. weren't designed. Right. Same thing happens here. Mexico Beach is what you're talking. No, Mexico about. Beach. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then what's happening here is the, is the trailer park has submitted plans. They're they're starting their rebuild. Right. They have a new plan, to, and they bought the property in between the two trailer parks. They own that large strip, and they're going to redevelop it nicely. Okay. Again, I'm not involved with that, but, but I they're, saw they're, it before I left the council. Talking about using the tiny houses, right? No, and they're allowed right. to put back, I believe, like uh, 70 RV sites. And, and again, I'm, I'm guessing here. I'm not guessing. I'm, I'm trying to remember because I'm no longer in the council, and I don't right. have access to that information. <laughs> but I believe it's like 70 RV sites and 30 Which mobile is essentially sites. concrete pad with water and electric. It's just water and electric and sewer. Yeah. And, it, and again, the, what people do is they actually live in RVs down right. there because it's cheaper. Sure. 
and a lot of the uh, up in Key Largo Riptide. Right. They went and installed park models in there, yeah. which are considered RVs, but they're a little more substantial, and they can actually hold up to a little better to hurricane forces. Force winds, yeah, yeah. Right. water. So um, they've converted quite a few of their units, and it's turned out nicely. Good. Um, you know, I think they're eighty or ninety thousand dollars, but you have something that you have a chance of surviving in. You know, I mean, if you're going to go to, uh, uh, you know, even like Calusa or or what is it, uh, key campsites or, or you know, holiday or uh, oh, um, outdoor resorts. Oh, right. No, no, not the uh, Kalor. Yeah, Key Largo Ocean Resorts. Right. You know, I mean, now in Key Largo Ocean Resorts, they're going up all, all over the place, and those are real homes Concrete, being yeah. built in there. And there and there's some beautiful homes in there. My God, you mm-hmm. know. But, you know, I mean, if you look at some of the other, uh, shall we say, less formal RV yeah. sites, you know, um, they're really, there's a pretty good bounce back going on there, isn't there? I mean, you know, they're, uh, do the manufacturers of these homes, I mean, do you think they've, uh, they, have they weighed in on this uh, and, and learned anything from the experience? Well, how to anchor them, how to no, build them tougher, it, or anything it, like that? No, there's same, two same. different. There's two different things. An RV is yeah. what you tow behind your car or right. fifth wheel or motorhome. Right. Those are what RV sites are. You don't tie them down. You don't do anything. You just park them there. A storm comes. You're supposed to take them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're going to be gone one way now, or the other. Yeah. What's happened is through the definition of law, you can put a park model there, which is considered an RV. Okay. And you can tie it down, which is what FEMA did okay. when they came and rented all these sites. They rented some sites from from me. Right. And they brought in some trailers and and tied them down and then. When they finished, they untied them and took them with them. Okay. So that's the last thing that the village was talking about was allowing RVs to be tied down. So you could use these park models. In the event of a storm, you just leave your park model. But since it's a little more resistant, mm-hmm. a little, built a little bit better, uh, you can buy them. You know the bungalows where they just had that big fire? Right. The bungalows is all, all park models. Right. The gentleman who built that, the guy who owned Cheek and sold it, right. Jim, he um, tied them all down. They're right. all secure. They're, they look like little houses in there. Right. And... They're probably going to do very well in the event of a storm. It's just a matter of uh, the, when you went farther south or even here, if you remember um, the um, sea breeze right. was, and, and I have a trailer park. Right. I got trailers in here from the 60s and 70s that are still there. And as long as it's people, almost hard to believe, isn't it? Sometimes. Well, I'm not going to kick them out. Of course not. But <laughs> no, what I'm saying. Not if, implying that at all. Right. But I mean, if yeah. they, at some point, their home's going to reach a point where it has to be removed. Well, you'd think so. And then so. they put something newer in there. Yeah. and Or if a storm comes, it's obviously going to wipe them out, and then I'll See, be like everybody else, have to I start re- over. Yeah, I remember living at Silver Shores, though. And, and you know, yeah. I mean, uh, lots well, of people look at that and they go, oh, trailers. But, you know, I, I defy that. Go there. You know, and a number of people have obviously uh, replaced homes that were severely damaged right. with uh, modulars. And same, same principle. Modulars though. have stood up pretty well. Well, modulars you know. are, are considered homes. They're not trailers anymore. They're right. considered a, a full pieces, category bring five in, home. Bang, bolt them together. That's it. You know. uh, and, but, they, you know, there are some single wines in there that <laughs> yeah, are the highway. Yeah. remarkable. You know, I mean, they're in beautiful condition. They've been, lots of them have been gutted a number of times and mm-hmm. rebuilt on the inside. Very quaint, very nice looking on the outside. Put a Florida room on there. You double the size of it with a screen porch area. It's beautiful. You know, I mean, there are a lot of creative ways that people bounce back from this kind of stuff. Unfortunately, what happens is the the trailer parks were the... the um Barbacks, the, right. the labor, you know, there was, and, and a lot of them. I mean, we had a lot of nice people that came into our park after sure. the storm, 
But the bottom line is it's just it's the cheapest way to live down here. Well, and it's then transient housing. From there, you try to move up. Right. You know, some of the some of the people that were in our park bought houses and things right. like that. Some moved to Homestead and commute down here to work. Sure. And it's just it, it's you do what it takes to survive. Yeah. And that's really the bottom line. And once that park gets back up and running, I'm sure they're going to have a lot of a lot of people coming in there renting them that want to live here full time. Now you you know and and you you stated earlier that you you own a couple of uh, RV parks, correct? Right. Now uh, how are they in in coming back for you? I mean, have, have I was I was fortunate. Yeah. One was on Bayside, so it received very little damage. Watch so out. that one was just location, a matter of location, location, right? <laughs> yeah. You know. It was just a matter of trees and a roof, of, right. you know, some things like that. Right. And then the other one we had um that's they actually everybody left like they were supposed to. Yeah. So the only thing damaged there was the seawall and the marina part of it was destroyed. Okay. Still waiting for a DEP permit. It's only been two years, but any day now, I'm sure I'm going to get out of DEP. Then I got to go to Army Corps, <laughs> then Monroe County, <laughs> then FWC, then who knows? The well, I mean, it, which. Nice segue, by the yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you. But, I'm trying not to be irritated, but I, two years ago, <laughs> a replacement permit. Well, it's it's in, insane. The, I mean, it's still and and I, our first conversation took place uh, regarding uh, permitting process and whatnot, and I believe that was 13 years ago. <laughs> yep, same thing. Yeah, something like that. You were you were uh, 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 kind of uh, supervising a road crew uh, fixing potholes. Uh, along the side of the road here and, and eating an egg McMuffin, which uh, sadly you don't get to do that anymore. <laughs> <you know. laughs> but uh, so workforce housing, obviously, you've been in the mix for quite a while. Um, the state recently released, what, uh, 13, 1,200? It was 300 per city. Okay. So uh, Isla Mirada, Marathon, Key West accepted them. Okay. Monroe County did not. Okay. So we're in a lawsuit right now. And then, depending if we win or lose, then we'll see what Monroe County does. But the okay. village is basically out of affordable housing permits right now. We're right on the edge of of being out because of the number of requests we received. That will take us to our next break. Uh, we're at half past the hour, folks. You're listening to Florida Keys Real Estate Guys uh, with Mark Mills and Chris Santi. And uh, we'll be back. Please like us on Facebook. Surprise! <laughs> Great for a birthday, anniversary party, but a real estate transaction? Mm-mm, that is not what you want. You don't want surprises when it comes to closing a real estate deal. The way to a smooth closing with no surprises is Sunshine Title of the Florida Keys. Call Ginny or Pam or even Irene. Hey, these three gals will take care of you, close your transaction smoothly with no surprises. Real estate closings? 1031 Exchange, escrow, all your needs are taken care of there with no surprises. It's Sunshine Title of the Florida Keys. Call 305-451-0032 or just Google up Sunshine Title of the Florida Keys. 
Hello, this is Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate with your Real Estate Comp featured property. Today, spotlighting 125 Venetian Drive in Isla Mirada. Here, you can enjoy the phenomenal Isla Mirada lifestyle in this just-built waterfront home. Everything's new. Three bedrooms upstairs and a separate guest suite downstairs. Exceptional features include stunning granite kitchen, veranda, sumptuous master bath, and a homeowner's park with its rare sandy beach. This is your bucket list opportunity. For more information on this home and other power buys, contact me at 305-439-7730 and visit my award-winning Florida Keys lifestyle blog at therealestatecomp.com. Jake Sullivan lies near death in a coma. His best friend Mike drives the hunt for the man who leads a criminal enterprise that could poison paradise with a chemical weapon. There's no safe harbor to be had here. Cuban Crime of Passion is the latest in the Jake Sullivan series from author Chip Bell. Available now, Cuban Crime of Passion. Check out RadioA1A.com. Click on the guy under the palm tree with the gun. Cartel and Key West, corrupt politicians. Monroe County Bail Bonds is a local family-owned and operated bail bonding agency in the Florida Keys. Fully licensed and serving residents and visitors for over 20 years. Three day get away down in the Florida Keys. This time Duval Street got the best of me. I argued with the cop. He said I was speeding. Then I really ran out of luck. When my girlfriend leaned over and whispered real loud, he's stubborn when he's drunk. I came here on vacation. I'm going home on probation. That's right. There's always an agent on call 24-7 at Monroe County Bail Bonds. Call us when you need us with two locations, Tavernier at 305-852-3268 or Key West at 305-296-7724 or go to FloridaKeysBail.com. Going home on probation. This is your Key West Honorary Mayor Gonzo Mays, and you're listening to Radio A1A, music for the road to paradise. So damn the carnations, full speed ahead. Trying to, uh, during the bail bonds commercials, I was uh, reminded of the uh, Monroe County Sheriff's website, which, you know what, if you're not from here, (laughs) if you've not been here, yeah, you know what, forget all of the pornography that you keep on your computer at home. Please go to the Monroe County, mcso.net. It is, um, boy, I tell you, just the pictures of people being booked alone is enough to... I, you know, it, it brings a warm smile to my heart uh, every time I look it over. It's incredible. And I've seen some very dear friends there looking exactly like that. <laughs> like, ah, what have I done to my life? Yeah, uh, come on down on vacation, leave on probation. There you go. Thanks, guys. Uh, it, <laughs> welcome back to the program. Um, we have an interesting uh, kind of predicament down here. Um, we have... <laughs> 36 affordable housing units available permits uh, permits uh, left until 2023 these are and state they, there'll be none left in 20 in other words uh, that's the cutoff of all permits period period yeah and that's the state telling right. us time that's a wrap you're done and right now there are 37 
uh, applications. <laughs> Correct. But we still have the 300 pending that we're waiting to see what happens with the lawsuit. But see, and there are so many people who, who look at those 300 that were originally, uh, everybody got 300, all the municipalities in uh, the Florida Keys plus Monroe County. So there were 1,200 total, correct? Yeah, I believe and, those were, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and um, lots of people looked at Rick Scott and went, thank you for the political promise. But, you know, I mean, and there, it, it's, no, they, maybe it's a solution. Maybe it is. Well, the, the thing is, it's, it's always been debated. You know, there's a, an article I think uh, Jerry Wilkinson showed me. Right. I, it showed like 1940s or 50s newspaper. <laughs> Number one problem in the Keys, work affordable housing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's never going to change. It's never going to go away. Well, it's never going to go away. Right. You know, I mean, you guys make, have made incredible changes in it over the years, though. Well, we're I mean, moving forward. I mean, yeah. the, the problem is it, because of the type of community you are, it's never going to change. You always need workers. You're going to be chasing so your tail in other Basically, way. if we get the 300, if we win the lawsuit, the lawsuit is based on the fact that people don't want any more permits here. Right. So it's considered to be more more building. I guess they're just going to you know, make their own beds and uh, the hotels that they stay in and, and well, uh, prep their own uh, food and, uh, let's see, wash their own dishes, probably do the laundry in the hotels too because they won't feel bad about that, kicking people out or, or not allowing people to own homes or, uh, you know, rent homes down here. Well, it all changed when we became a... A destination resort. You know what happens? We have a lot of people come here and retire here who have money. They yeah. buy these expensive homes, and they don't care if if we have an industry because they have a retirement coming in to support themselves. So that's one of the issues. Well, what happens? <laughs> you know, I mean, it well, it's you know, you talk to other people who who uh, some of the ski resorts, you know, Breckenridge and the places they have the same issues. They sure. bust them from the bottom of the, the hill up and all that. Always so it, it's that never going to change. The big thing is. Several years ago, we had no demand for affordable housing. Right. We had a, a bunch of permits sitting there doing nothing. Then all of a sudden, through free enterprise and the, <laughs> the new guidelines of affordable housing you know, were changed, so you can now um, sell them for quite a bit more than what you could. You know, they're they're price restricted. We were, yeah, we were just talking about that. They are price restricted, but they're damn near market rate. It, that's crazy because you can buy a three-bedroom. Well, the, the price cap on a three-bedroom is $400,900. That's just about market rate. If you even it's higher than market rate on certain. I would, I would think you got to you got to have two people, at least, making a minimum of hundred thousand dollars a year to afford a four hundred thousand dollar house. <laughs> I mean, if I was lending money, uh, you know, I'm not sure I'd I'd lend you know four hundred grand to somebody who was making a hundred grand a year. Yeah. Well, the village will help you with a $10,000 down payment. Well, and I appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you very much. But, you know, I mean, it still seems the criteria well, seem to. Again, it's it's up to the mortgage lenders to yeah. figure this out. And the people can put down more money down. They can, you can have up to eight people qualify, you know, if it's a, a large house. There's a, there's a bunch of variables. But the point is, prior to this, you couldn't build a house and sell it at their guidelines and make any money because it was, it was too low. Now that the prices right. have gone up, you can now afford, and again, it doesn't. It's not an overall solution, but it just makes it better. I build um, affordable housing on top of my right. commercial properties because what it does is it allows me to get additional housing, workforce housing for my employees, or if I rent them, sure. But it, it increases the rental value on a piece of commercial property. Well, and that's having, an age-old solution. Well, it just it, it just became it just became viable down here because of the changing the rules and allowing that. 
Yeah. And then... Um, I mean, the the old storefront with the apartment upstairs. Yeah. Well, that's very common in the city. Yeah. But here, they always felt we had enough land not to do that, but now they've <laughs> changed it. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. yeah. Guess not. You know, I, it, you know, it, 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 well, I don't know if this is an interesting sidebar, but, you know, I, it, there is, you know, in Monroe County, uh, not that I know of, and, and I've researched this a little bit, uh, maybe you can confirm if you have a one-bedroom, one-bathroom home, mm-hmm. there's no limit on how many people you can put in that home, is there? No, if you want to sleep in bunk beds and line the walls. But it's, it's the same thing. I mean, it's it's a one-bedroom. This is one of the arguments when we were when I was on the council. My argument was if you had a one-bedroom home yeah. that uses up one full workforce housing permit. Right. And if you have a six-bedroom home, it uses up one full bed, you know, one permit. So what I was trying to do is ask if we could split the permits in half. So if you built a one-bedroom small unit, you could build two of them. Right. You know, you could split the permit in half, but it, it didn't work. It, right. it works in some other cities have that, but it didn't pass down here, hmm. which is, you know, understandable to a point. You know, it's it's just was one of the suggestions I had. Yeah. But what happens is, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we get the 300 permits because that's going to – they're all going to be used up, but the point is we would have done everything we can for affordable housing. And then we go on to the next problem, the residents slash state, because it's just like the sewer mandate, unfunded mandate, and they put it on us. Right. They're going to tell us in 2023 either the state's going to say we're going to give you a few more permits or we're not going to give you anything, and you have to buy all these remaining lots, which becomes an expensive proposition. Buy all these remaining lots. Any of the lots that aren't built on that have buildable rights, the county would – County slash village, whoever will have to purchase, purchase those, them. right, and take them out of the pool. Well, it would be it would yeah. be a taking if you if you didn't. Yeah, yeah. So Monroe County's already started that. They're what, they're offering people money right now. For what lots. happens to that land? Then it just goes into it goes to the state. It goes to the county, whoever okay. the village, and it'll never be developed. No, nope. allegedly green space. Yeah. Oh no, it's, it can't be. There's no permits. So it's going to be interesting There's, what happens. You know, and, and, and now you've been you've been elected uh, public official four or five times, right? You yeah, know. yeah. I you know and <laughs> oddly and I like you. Oddly enough, I have a, a considerable distrust of people who tell me that you know if the government takes this from me, uh, you know, and then pays me, it doesn't matter. You know, um, uh, its posture will or, or status will never change. And, you know, and I disbelieve that, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> am I just being paranoid? If well, if it's a residential lot yeah. and we have no permits, it can never be developed. Okay. Now, what's, again, there's a million different, you could, you could do what-ifs all day long. Okay. But theoretically, if I have a vacant lot somewhere I can't build a permit on, so I'll go to my neighbor and say, you want to buy this lot? Yeah. I'll, you can buy it or I'll split it in half. And each of you can buy half and you get a bigger yard. Right. That might eliminate some of them. Right. Some of them will, will uh, of course, submit permits right away and try to get into that deadline. Okay. And again, if they don't have enough permits, but if we have more permit requests than we have permits mm-hmm. in 2023, whoever's left in that queue, we're going to say, sorry, you're out of luck. Yeah. And then what happens is I have a lot that I feel is worth $200,000 because I have a permit pending. Right. And the state or the county says, I'll give you 50 for it. <laughs> you know, you just don't know. I mean, it's going to be, there's going to be lawsuits. There's going to be everything. Well, yeah. I mean, it's because I, you and I talked a while back about, um, I, I have, uh, you know, I had a, uh, 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 a seller that um, has, I think, six lots 
right on the highway, you know, and they're they're residential, but or they're not residential; they're uh, commercial lots, but they are in a uh, protected hammock. So there's only forty percent of it that is developable, right? You know, um, you know. I mean, is that the kind of situation where, okay, somebody looks at that and goes, "All right, I can only go forty percent," so I've got to leave the protected trees alone. Right? Can I go up a couple of floors? Yeah. You know, because I'm up thirty six feet is my height restriction. Thirty five. Yeah. yeah, or thirty five, and put uh, two levels of housing up there. You can, yeah. Well, okay, going back, if it's commercial property, depending on how many commercial square feet you have left, it may go past 2023. You don't know. Okay. Because the village and the county has a, a number of commercial square footage available. Right. And as it gets drawn out, you can keep building until it's empty. Okay. Now, if you build that commercial building, there may not be any housing to put on top because there's no permits. So you, right. can, you can go up. Two floors of commercial. You can go up thirty floors if you want. It doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> doesn't matter. Right? Ain't gonna be nobody living there. But but <laughs> again, it's if it's commercial, you have a chance of developing it. Again, not knowing how many square feet are left, but just say for example that and I'm just picking a number out of the air. I want to be clear right. about that. The village has fifty thousand square feet of commercial. Right. Just for a number. Right. And I, I apply for twenty five hundred, and you get twenty five hundred. Right. Somebody, some they come with a big box store. You can, here it's a ten thousand square foot limit. So you, a couple of those come in there. So we got twenty thousand feet left. Okay. If somebody comes in and uses that up in the next couple of years. Well, even though it's not twenty twenty three, we're out of square footage. So same thing with the county. It's, Your SOL. Yeah. Again, depending, well, you get a certain amount each year. Okay. It comes into the play, but again, in twenty twenty three. Whatever's left, it's going to be interesting because if I have a commercial piece of property and I can't put housing on top, I don't care. I'm going to run out and apply for a building just to make sure I don't lose my land. Right. You know, so, and I mean, there's a lot of people who have land here don't care about it. When right. I say don't care, they're northerners who inherited or whatever. They just you know, pay the tax bill every year. <laughs> I was laughing. I was looking online. There's like 10 lots down the street, and I was curious what the deal with those were. Yeah. They're all swamp lots. Yeah. But they're owned by somebody who pays their $100 a year taxes. And I called him up, and he goes, um, they were given to me. I don't know what they are. I go, give them to the state. They're, they're worthless. They, they're, yeah. they have no value. And uh, eh, I'm just going to keep it. <laughs> who knows? Maybe they're smarter than me. No, I'm just going to keep paying out of my pocket for it. it just, it's fun to say you have land in the keys. I guess. Right? I don't know. I think I'd rather have the hundred bucks a year. <laughs> the yeah, well, I mean, you know, I was looking for um, rogo lots for points, right? You know, to move up on the permit chain. Sure, and uh, that's what I was curious about when I found they were worthless. <laughs> I, I told the people, I, you know, and, and this brings to mind a question: What, you know, okay? Do you have examples of uh, other communities that have that have hit this wall? Well, not really. But w- what we have is um, Block Island has. Something which I'm still speaking to the village attorney about and trying to... Black Island? Yeah. Where's that? It's like off of the coast of, um, what is it, Boston okay. up there. It's, right. it's an island. Has, you know, it's, it's a very restricted island. If you don't have a house there... Forget about it. Yeah, there's very few lots for sale. And if you buy a lot, uh, a lot of fees, a lot right. of impact fees. Right. And they also have what's called a transfer fee. And what right. they do is they use that money to maintain the island and, and buy other lots. Okay. So I've approached the village attorney and, and we've been discussing if we can do something like that in Monroe County. So if you buy, it's not for sellers, it's for buyers. If you buy in here, you pay a fee. Now currently we have doc stamps and tangible tax that, that go in. 
part of that money goes to the state. And it's supposed to be to buy lands. Right. But, of course, we never see it. They, it goes into the black <laughs> hole of government. So this would be, unfortunately, be an add-on tax. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah. This would be an add-on tax. Right. So, but it would be controlled by us 100%. Okay. So what we're looking into is if we can charge a minimal amount. Right. So whatever, $100 or $10 per thousand, something small. Right. So you bought a house, you might have to pay $1,000 more in, in taxes. Okay. But what that does is that puts money in a coffer, so now we can go out and buy these vacant lots. Okay. Or buy these areas. You know, we have uh, those six lots that are part of that, that um, preserve. I would much rather buy those six lots than see them chunk, cut out a chunk for 40%. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So sure. that's what you use that money for. And it would be a, a revenue stream uh, in perpetuity because as long as you keep it, you can keep buying these lots that are coming up. Right. So to me, if I was on a council and we had a 2023 deadline, we had to fund it ourselves, I would say yes, but you're just going to wait in line. We're going to buy them as money becomes available. Well, there's a poop load of this land out there too, isn't uh, there? I don't – I. I, I want to say there was like a thousand lots left in the village. I, I, I don't remember if that's the right number, but it was quite a few, more than that's, I thought. That seems like a lot. Well, you have to go through no and see. Intended, but well, you yeah. have to go through and see if they're buildable. Number one, because right. when you do a printout, it shows all the lots, and when you actually go look at them, you find out they're way out there in the middle of the swamp. So <laughs> even though it's a lot, it's not buildable. Yeah, I got Venetian some land Shores. in Florida for you. Yeah. <laughs> Venetian Shores has a lot of that. Is this you know, a really? That, yeah, when you pull in the main street on the right hand side, all right. of that. Oh yeah, goes back. those are all platted lots. But yeah. They're all, you know, mangroves. Well, and it's also, yeah, a mosquito swamp. Yeah, yeah. so they obviously, (laughs) while they're platted, they wouldn't be high on the purchase list. Right. Or they'd be the $100 lots or something. (laughs) But anyway, the the point is there's the lots that you're looking for is, like, um, have you ever seen an aerial of the the tennis place down in Colorado? Sure, sure. If you notice, there's mangroves around the entire thing. Oh, yeah. And then that area's cut out. Right. So theoretically, if that was a vacant piece of land, they wanted to build that there, then... I would petition the village or the village, you know, somebody, you go there and you say, let's buy this instead of letting them build it. Right. Because it preserves that area. Right. And that's sort of what they're, that the intent is. What they're hoping for. So well, this, but this doesn't, there's no simple solution to this, is there? It, there you know? never will be. It's, yeah. All yeah. it's going to do is make it more and more expensive to live here. Yeah. Because if they make us fund this 2023 buyout. Yeah. It's going to make us all pay more taxes. Property taxes are pay going to everything. go up. Yeah, they'll make the value of your home go up too because sure. you can't build anymore. Right. But then there'll be a, all all kinds of creative um, building going on, to say the least. Yeah. All right. Jesus my Christ. opinion only does not, does not reflect the opinion of the village council or the village of Alamorada. <laughs> hey, you know, I want to make. But sure. it does affect the opinion of this radio show. So <laughs> you know, and, and we're telling you the truth here. Just, just so you know. Uh, now, the bottom line is um, workforce housing is going to res- represent some uh, serious issues. It, it always has. Time it's, memorial. It's, it's, you know. You know we're, I mean, do you we're, see we're, beating, a, a we're beating a dead horse. Yeah, but okay. do, you rece- do you see a return to the, uh, the you know, uh, not subterranean, but the, the ground the level? Below, well, we have that now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always going to exist. Yeah. Because two reasons. One is... People are desperate for a place to live. Sure. And you always have a friend. You say you can move into the bedroom. And then after he, <laughs> after he lives there for a little while, you say, well, let me just cut a door yeah, in the right. wall here yeah. so you can come and go without bothering me. Right. And I'll stick a hot plate in here for you and a little refrigerator. And pretty soon you got a, a little illegal apartment on the side. You know, it, it, that happens every, every city, every, every place there is. It's never going to change. Yeah. Our whole thing is if we can legitimately uh, use those permits, do, do the best we can as a, as a village. Right. And that's it. After that, it's on your own. It's, yeah. it's just going to be. I mean, 
the the B B and T I'm converting the upstairs right. to seven apartments. Right. And and through the permitting process I'm finally getting close to getting a permit, but I had them rented a year ago. Right. I had a contract to rent all seven of them. Oh yeah. One of the, sure. In one the of blink the, of an eye. Right. Yeah. So it's just a matter of the demand's that high. Sure. And it's just uh, nothing else we can do. I mean, you just do the best we can. There you go. Uh, you know what, uh, folks? We're a couple minutes in front of the hour, and uh, we want to get to Michael and uh, his uh, listings as well. Uh, Chris Santi, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank Enjoy you for it. coming on. Always do. You bet. Uh, Harry, we've got one more break in us, so let's take that. Uh, folks, stay with us. We'll be right back with more of the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys. <music> chain of islands known for its crystal blue waters, famous for sports fishing, world-class diving, and its laid-back atmosphere. Nestled between the Everglades National Park and the National Marine Sanctuary, the Keys are home to a precious and rare ecosystem found nowhere else. Here you will also find world-class dining featuring fresh-from-the-dock seafood as well as other chef-prepared culinary favorites. has the feel of a quaint seaside village with a laid-back vibe, taking you worlds away from everyday cares. Stunning coastal-inspired homes line the shores of the islands offering spectacular sunset views. Whether you start your day taking in the sunrise on your oceanfront veranda or heading out on the water for an adventure, the Keys has something to offer everyone. American Caribbean Real Estate, your Christie's International Real Estate Brokerage, knows that our island lifestyle is just as important as the home, and we are prepared to match you to the right property to fit your lifestyle. As the local Christie's International Real Estate affiliate, we have the powerful backing of the network, including 1,300 offices worldwide, and the only real estate company owned by a premier auction house. This, added to our local market expertise, makes American Caribbean Real Estate the right agency to assist you in finding your piece of paradise in the Florida Keys. Hey, Radio A1A listeners, this is Michael Marinelli, the real estate conk, wishing you tropical vibes. We're back. (laughs) You know, adding video to a radio program. I always used to refer to uh, television as radio with pictures. Uh, and matter of fact, I produced a radio uh, TV show called Radio with Pictures once with a very um, really good group of comedians uh, in uh, Minneapolis from Dudley Riggs' Brave New Workshop. Uh, that was another lifetime ago. And um, again, I want to thank Chris uh, Sandy for coming along. Uh, th- this affordable housing thing, folks, 
as um, something near and dear to my heart because I was a homeowner down here for a long time. And I did very well owning homes uh, in the Florida Keys. I'm very comfortable with that idea. However, now that when you switch over to renting uh, down here, it represents a completely different uh, set of circumstances and issues. And you know what? Uh, You can't sling mud at the landlords because they're in a situation where the tides have finally turned, you know, and they're able to charge more for their rental properties. So, you know, I mean, you can't, this is America. You can't take away a man's ability to earn a profit or a woman's for that matter, uh, ability to uh, earn a profit. So it's kind of the way things are working out. But uh, you know what? As always, we need to be helpful, and we need to look for those solutions. So uh, with that, I want to thank uh, uh, the ladies at Sunshine Title. As always, no surprise closings. Uh, They're the best that there is. Uh, Jim LaPointe, our new uh, local lender here in the Florida Keys, great guy, uh, there to serve three point. Three seven five, VA FHA conventional, you name it. He's the uh, lender a lender that you uh, want to get in touch with, and that is three zero five seven four one seven three one six. Harry's not waving at me for time yet, so I know I'm good. Uh, again, Heartbreakers uh, Brewery, uh, where we do the show. Uh, we you, you, new set. You like that? Huh? It's kind of cool. Better than the empty bar stools or just Dewey sitting on a bar stool. You know, Dewey's a vision of loveliness all in his own right, but uh, the Wednesday night, <laughs> he's, he's looking around in the bar for something to throw at me. Uh, Wednesday nights, you want to be down here uh 8 o'clock for uh, live sessions on Wednesday nights. It's a great time to see some really, really uh, wonderful local talent and some people who come from out of town who you know, got an axe to grind and a gig and a guitar to play. So, uh, and last but not least, of course, uh, the crime novels of uh, Jake Sullivan, uh, authored by uh, Chip Bell. Uh, we really enjoy reading his stuff. And uh, go to RadioA1A.com and uh, click on the guy under the palm tree with the gun. That's the way to do it. That uh, does it for another episode of the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys Live. I'm Mark Mills. Thank you so much. We'll see you next Monday.